Are you looking for a publisher for your game? Well, we have something special just for you. It's the most comprehensive listing of PC, console, and mobile publishers in the industry. Over 700 companies sorted by platform with links to their websites. You can get the list at www.powellgroupconsulting.com slash publisher dash list. And you can get it for free. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back. We have a well-requested session coming up for you now. We all know how big Discord has become in the industry in the last couple of years. Uh, we're actually going to have uh, my friend Ben Hoyt in about two hours talking about how they run their entire studio or they've run a, a distributed studio via Discord. But for right now, what we're going to talk about is building your community for your game, you know, and that how you can best use discord to do that and with us we have paul hustling and he Hello. literally runs a server about this so i will let you take over and once again paul stepped in very last minute to cover a slot here and so highly appreciate that we're very thankful but with that uh introduce yourself and, and i'll get out of your way all right well uh, my name is uh, paul hustling and i I've been supporting indie developers and publishers on Discord in being a moderator or a community manager or administrator to help them get the most out of Discord. And it's something I enjoy doing. Uh, seeing and interacting with communities is something I've been doing for pretty much my entire gaming life, which started at a very young age as well. And uh, I noticed that a lot of indie developers don't necessarily have the time, money, or energy to invest into a Discord server or into a community. And considering Discord can be very uh, intimate as uh, social media and very dynamic, I figured it would be a good idea to set up a server which acts like an info hub for uh, server admins and owners to uh, get knowledge about how to get the most out of Discord. And, uh, some tips and tricks, in-depth information, maybe some things that you don't necessarily know when you first start Discord, but would be nice to know or nice to have. And in the end, I uh, received a lot of positive feedback in the sense that people found some things that Discord put out confusing. And I kind of helped being the bridge between uh, having the server created and actually uh, getting results from it. So what I find uh, very important for uh, a Discord server is that uh, it should be personalized. Uh, as a, uh, as is on the screen right now, I noticed that a lot of uh, servers lack a certain sort of personalization, and it's very important to make it your own virtual clubhouse. Like Discord is pretty much the only platform that allows you to customize it to such an extent that. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell whether it is uh, like an actual clubhouse in the sense of how the users interact with each other. Like on Twitter, you can get a nice banner. On Facebook, you get a cover image. But on Discord, you can basically dress it up the way you want it. So after launching the server and collating all the information and data that I've uh, collected over the years, uh, I decided to uh, put it to work and there are a lot of indie developers that you know can't afford to pay a community manager to do such things but at least it's allowed me to help them self-learn and you know instead of investing money invest time into learning about discord at their own pace um, 
Now, I don't necessarily want to talk about why you should be using Discord. Uh, I think we all know that Discord is very popular and uh, is getting increasingly more popular by the day. Uh, there are a lot of good talks about that, why you should go for Discord and metrics that support that. But for the sake of this presentation, I will assume that you use Discord or have some basic knowledge about Discord. Uh, although if you have never created a server, it's possible to just follow along as well. And maybe at the end of the day, you'll be excited to create your own. So the contents of my pr presentation will mainly focus on these four points. Uh, the most important one is personalization. You'll hear me say that a lot because uh, personalization is really key. You want your users that come in to instantly know what the server is about, what they can get out of it, and uh, how it will enrich their online experience. Uh, sure, you can follow somebody on Twitter or a developer on Twitter and get news, but in Discord, users want more. Um, next to that, I want to talk a bit about moderation and how uh, you can employ bots for auto-moderation as well as uh, good strategies for moderators and bad strategies for moderators to make sure that uh, you cultivate a non-toxic environment. Uh, a bit about community engagement, uh, how to keep them talking, and uh, basically how to solve the issue of having a small server and uh, having nobody really talk in that server. Uh, so basically bumping up that activity numbers with uh, a few methods. And lastly, how to how and where to promote your server. So where do you stick your server to let people know that they're welcome? And how do you get that done most effectively? So first of all, personalization is all about making it like your game. Um, in this way, you would want to use images, banners, uh, custom emoji, all these things that are lore friendly, uh, tailored to your game, and that resemble your game and uh, existing assets. Uh, in this sense, uh, you can basically do your best to make it very accessible and readable. So to begin with, there is a basic server structure, which I usually employ. Uh, the basic server structure is pretty much a template that I use. And of course, based on the needs of server owners or uh, the audience itself, this can be changed. But uh, I think this is a good baseline to uh, work with. To start out with, you can see that there are two hidden channels for moderation purposes. These are mainly uh, for moderators to talk about things uh, like chat escalations or rule breakers and uh, a logging channel to make sure that the bot that logs all the auto moderation uh, actions will be uh, saved. Now, then we get some read-only channels at the top. This is basically the area that does not change a lot. And there's uh, not a lot of activity in here except for the announcement channel. Uh, this will basically host your welcome page. Uh, what is the server about? What are the server rules? Uh, what is the channel guide? Like, where do I go to talk about things? And the reason I put these at the top are because these are read-only channels. So whenever something happens in those channels, users will know that it's important because those channels rarely have a notification that something new is in, except for announcements, of course, which are important announcements for the team. Um, then we have a little part about focusing on the game, using the categories uh, to make distinctions between all the channels. Uh, it's mainly to you know talk about the game, uh, file bug reports if the game is already out or if there's a demo out, 
some place for feedback and suggestions and a player showcase or user-generated content to uh, highlight your fan artists and people that make Let's Play videos, uh, that live stream, all that stuff. Lastly, and I think this is also uh, very important, is that you focus on the community itself. Just talking about the game is fine. And if you want to have a server that just mentions uh, or just hosts discussions about your game, uh, this means that the discussions itself will flow with the state of your game. So anytime there's a break in between development, like between builds and uh, a break in content, the community area is where your users will uh, get together and have fun while they wait. And of course, allowing for moderators and administrators, server owners to mingle with their fans as well and, and talk about anything. Uh, one of the channels at the bottom of the community uh, category is a secret super fan area. This is basically a hidden channel for uh, to, to reward users that are like Kickstarter backers or uh, Twitch subscribers, and they have their little own little zone, their own channel to talk among themselves. You know, have bragging rights, that kind of stuff. Uh, the bottom one is a bit optional and it really depends on uh, which game you're publishing or developing and uh, whether there is an open or closed beta uh, but you can do a separate uh, use discourse infrastructure to have a separate uh, category for it and uh, give out information give them specific roles which unlock these channels and nicely collate it all together so uh, for qa purposes you can easily find them and send them forward now, the welcome channel and description rules and official links. Uh, in my opinion, this is very important because this is where your new users will land. If they don't understand what the server is about or how important it can be to them, then there is either no reason to talk or no reason to stay. So importantly, you start with the sort of welcome message and info about the game, talking about, hey, welcome, that glad that you're here. Uh, here's some nice art from our game, and this is what the game is about. Closely followed with a list of features uh, using banners that uh, are basically made from game assets uh, and tailored to Discord to like, nicely break up the text. Then we have some rules, which are very important if you ever want to uh, unlock the community features on Discord and further on verification and partner. Uh, you need some rules and have people abide by them. And lastly, get some official links in there so people can find all the other places where they can get new information and, of course, uh, the Discord invite link itself to share with their friends. Then you can use specific roles on Discord. And uh, this can be really powerful because you can lock channels, features, uh, notifications, and uh, traffic itself behind certain roles. So if you look on the left, you'll see that there are roles uh, which are very easy to spot because they're at the top and they're talking about who's the administrator, who's the moderator, uh, who is the helper, who is the bot, who are regular users. So whenever a user needs you for something, either that's, hey, I want to tell you that your game is cool or, hey, I have a problem with your game, it doesn't install, then they know immediately where to go. Then, of course, you also have technical roles that are more fun to use. Um, and these will basically act as badges or little reward roles based on either community reputation. If they're very active and helpful, you can uh, give them a special role. Uh, they kick, uh, pledged on Kickstarter or they follow you on, or subscribe on Twitch. And uh, this allows you to kind of like play your own game within your server. And of course, these roles 
can be lore friendly as well as in tailored to your game. Although I do have to say that for stuff like administrators and moderators, you want to make it as clear as possible so people know who to get to. Uh, if, if there's a certain role of a moderator and it's something very vague or specific that doesn't immediately tell you, okay, this person is where I go for support, it might be hard to have them find you. Uh, another important thing is emoji. In, on Discord, every server supports 50 custom emoji, and it is a great way to spruce up the conversation, dress up your server, and allow for uh, expressing emotions. But this time, you can use it tailored to your own game. So what I've made on my server is a very simple starter pack for official links, uh, basically your website, YouTube page, Patreon, Kickstarter, Whichever, uh, I have gotten an, uh, an emoji for it, and it's basically used to indicate, hey, this is the Steam page, this is the Imgur link. And it's just very pleasing to the eyes to have images in that sense. Um, there are also ad emoji, which are exclusive for Discord and Nitro users. And they uh, are basically GIFs uh, in emoji form. They are very limited for users to use because you do have to use Discord Nitro. Uh, but in the end, it's uh, a lot of fun to see them used because they can use them cross-server as well, the Animoji and the regular emoji as a natural user. So it's kind of like free advertisement sometimes because people could be like, hey, that's a cool emoji. Where did you get that from? Then uh, lastly, which is the main general uh, picture of what you see emojis being used for, is uh, just assets turned into emotions and jokes replacing existing emoji. Uh, like. There's uh, from the 2D and Top D Discord server, we have uh, Top D who's got the, her hands up and the, the word for that emoji to type it is yay, as in celebrating. So instead of using existing emoji, you're using emoji that are actually linked to your game. And this helps users set a profile in their head of your server, of your content, of you as a developer, and of course, uh, just a regular conversation to have fun with. Now, this is something that is uh, very recent that Discord uh, launched. So I won't dive too deep into this, but basically what this allows you to do is uh, get server insights as in analytics, uh, establish a welcome screen and have an official announcement channel. These community settings are now available for every server. So whether you're small or big or just started or been around for a while, uh, this is possible. And of course, uh, other Steps will be verification and partnership, uh, which are an entirely different subject altogether. But uh, at least this allows uh, every server to uh, get a little bit of insight. And here you can see the insight. And again, I don't want to dive too deep into this. This is just an example from Discord themselves. Uh, what you can see, the top two categories, growth and uh, activation and the um, engagement ratings is what you have uh, access to when you have less uh, than 500 users. If you have more than 500 users, you will unlock the rest. And the reason they do this is because 500 users is the minimum to get a partner server at the moment. So basically until then, those analytics don't really matter unless you're going for that. Personally, I would like to love to see everything, but of course with 50 users, it might be hard to gather all the data. Uh, this is the welcome screen that's available to everyone. This is an example of my own server, Indie Server Tips. Uh, this is where I direct people uh, to go to when they want to learn more about Discord and how to set up a server. 
this basically allows me to list the two, three most uh, used channels. And of course the official channels, which help people direct them to go. Uh, people can still click at the bottom. I'll just look around for now if they want to explore by themselves. But this is a great way to show users, hey, this is where you're at. This is what you can get out of here. And uh, if you want to do your own thing, that's fine. But so you know, we're here for you. Official announcement channels uh, look like this to users, but they are enabled. Uh, you can basically allow other servers to follow uh, your announcements. So whenever you officially publish a message in your announcement server, this will pu push it to every server that's following. So if you have a game that is very uh, popular with certain groups or certain other servers, they can set up uh, following your server through webhooks and uh, keep track of important announcements like that. Then uh, we have a bit about moderation and this is something that's pretty close to my heart in the sense that i always strive to establish a non-toxic environment and make sure that everyone feels safe and feels at home um, so yeah for a community to truly prosper you will need to deal swiftly with the trolls toxic behavior uh, rule breakers and other people that don't necessarily follow the internet guidelines that discord puts out if you allow toxic users or even toxic moderators uh, to use your community as a platform for that toxicity, uh, this will negatively impact your server uh, to the point that activity and retention will drop because people either don't feel welcome, or they don't feel safe, and they rather talk somewhere else where they don't have somebody who is being toxic to them. So what are some good moderator traits? Now, this is something that is not really a clear cut approach. And Administrator moderator relationships can be uh, a tricky subject. No person is the same. People have different personalities, different motivations, but this is generally what you should look out for if you want to spot users in your community that could potentially be a good moderator. First of all, active. Uh, you would like to have a moderator that engages with your audience a lot. Uh, and is around a lot because if anyone breaks the rules, they are the people that will uh, remove those users or warn them or whichever. Of course, respect goes a long way and uh, having a firm grasp of grammar and spelling will help them be taken seriously. Um, a user that informs moderators when rules have been broken or informs even the user who broke the rules and tell them why they've broken the rules is also a good point because they aren't afraid of telling other users, hey, you did something wrong, uh, or telling the moderators, hey, this person has broken the rules. Because in the end, they want to have the same uh, goal, to have a safe space for people to talk. A very important part is to be welcoming and friendly, and especially to be welcoming new users that come to your server. Sure, you can have a, a bot automatically post like, hey, welcome user to our server. This is where you can go for the rules and this is where you can come chat. But still having a user personally welcome people and uh, asking them how their day is or what brought them here can mean so much and can help a user that just got there, uh, get their account activated in the sense that they actually start talking in your server instead of just uh, lurking as it's called. Now, there are some moderator traits that can bring immense value to your server and your franchise and your brand. Uh, if they try to be supportive, answering questions, trying to help other users with technical problems, 
of course this can be uh, a bit dangerous if they go over the line and uh, give wrong answers so this is something you would have to look out for uh, but generally speaking they just want to help other people and make sure that your own workload of answering questions and trying to resolve issues is as small as possible then uh, a very important one as well would be to de-escalate there are of course there is a time and place for jokes but if there is a serious issue then uh, moderators should aim to de-escalate the situation and make sure that everything's cool even though people might disagree or there's a heated debate going on about something uh, if moderators tell them uh, to please go to personal uh, private messages or you know talk about something else that will be greatly appreciated Now, to assist these moderators, and you know, in the beginning, it might be just you moderating and being an administrator, because uh, with a small server, you don't need that many uh, in your mod team to uh, moderate it efficiently. A big helpful tool is to use Discord bots. There are so many Discord bots free to use that will allow you to uh, filter keywords, spam, uh, Discord invite links, uh, certain blacklisted links to uh, adult websites, uh, mention spam, so people that tried to uh, tag roles multiple times in a row. And it's just a very strong basic uh, filter against people that have malicious intent. Obviously, there might be sometimes some false positives because it picks up on a keyword that was used in the wrong context or it didn't necessarily mean that but of course uh, those things happen and you have to fine-tune it as you go another helpful tool will be to enable developer mode and this is uh, just a very good tip for moderators uh, sometimes users for example post uh, malicious content or like spam or ads or viruses and then they leave the server so you're kind of lost as in can't find them anymore and it's hard to uh, ban them from your server for what they did so by enabling developer mode in the settings, you can uh, quickly look up the ID of channels, users, uh, servers, and messages. And this will allow you to very quickly figure out uh, what the person's ID uh, might have been uh, in order to uh, sanction them for how they uh, interrupted your little party. Then uh, a logging channel, I showed this in the beginning. Uh, this logging channel is basically very important to log everything that uh, moderators and that the auto moderator does just to keep track. Uh, of course, you would like to keep each other posted as well, but it's very important for uh, bots to actually be able to post these things because then in the next morning you can figure out what happened because you saw 40 uh, ping notifications but you can't find any and then you look in the mod logs and you see that somebody got banned for massive spam and posting bad links uh, a very powerful tool of course is communication uh, moderators should keep each other posted and discuss escalations if they're unsure what to do most moderator decisions on any server that i either support or mod or whichever are uh, decisions that were made together so people can be like, hey, I don't know what to do. Uh, what about this user? I feel I feel kind of like bad about uh, this person. Like I have my spider senses are tingling. 
uh, I'm afraid they're going to do something. So please keep an eye on it so we can prevent something happens. Then to keep them engaged, of course, moderators are usually volunteers, volunteers who spend their free time in helping you and your server grow and keeping it clean. And of course, uh, just to be a part of a community and be somebody people can look up to and look out for help. And to keep them engaged, it can be very hard. Uh, of course, uh, moderators have different motivations for what they like to do. Um, but here are some basic things. One of them is to warn them of upcoming events. It doesn't have to be specific. If it's like a new trailer coming out or uh, some other secretive thing uh, where it's all true confidential, you can at least tell them, hey, something's happening next week, so expect an influx of users. And this is just to let them know uh, what's happening so they know that something is about to happen and they can judge whether they can be around for it because, of course, they have lives as well. Then. Another important feature would be to ask how they are doing. And I call this a feature because I don't see this often enough, so I would like to announce it as such. Ask your moderators how they are doing. Understand their motivations and available time. Uh, paint yourself a picture of your mod team and look at the gaps that might be there in time zones or look at the gaps that might be there in skills. Like not every moderator wants or does have the answer to every question. Not every moderator uh, welcomes new people, but uh, might be somebody who's really fun to discuss uh, uh, things with. So you kind of try to create a over-encompassing profile of all the things your mod team should have. Uh, and this can be divided by multiple people. So uh, people have their strengths and their weaknesses. Now, something that I see not happen very often is that uh, server administrators don't often ask for feedback. Uh, a lot of Discord moderators have been doing it for a while. Uh, they know how to engage with your audience, but also uh, cool tricks to use Discord to its full potential. So don't be afraid to ask for feedback uh, about how to tackle certain situations. Do you want to do a giveaway or do you want to host a beta testing uh, playtest or anything like that that includes your Discord server? Ask them for feedback and see if they can uh, Tell you a little secret. And lastly, <clears throat> listening to their concerns. A happy moderation team reflects well on you. And this goes for any community and any company, to be honest. Uh, your moderators are like an extension of a community manager. They will be managed usually by the community manager. And if they are happy, it will reflect well on you because they will be feel welcome to be there. They will feel happy to engage with their audience, happy to engage with you, your game, your franchise, your content. And if they have any concerns or uh, any suggestions or feedback about uh, how to proceed or things that they might be scared of happening, listen to them. and basically be open to to their concerns because being in there as a moderator can often uh, help you analyze trends or pick up on certain things that become very popular or uh, certain things that are just like viral at the moment so they might know a thing or two now the red flags and this is something that for me it's kind of uh, an obvious thing over the past few years that I've been picking up on, 
but I see plenty of servers that still have moderators that exhibit this behavior. And because of this reason, I want to include it because these things might or pretty much will potentially destroy your community. Very important would be to, whenever they join, almost immediately they will ask explicitly and publicly how to be a moderator. They don't know how to be discreet. They join a server and they're like, ah, oh, this is cool. Hey, can I be a moderator? So it means you don't have any picture of who this person is. You don't have any picture of what their intentions are. Uh, they don't tell you why they want to be a moderator. And for me, motivation is a very big thing to uh, look out for when uh, dealing with moderator applications. Like, why do you want to moderate this? What is your, do you have interest in the game? Do you have interest in the community? And usually for these people, the answer is, I have interest in becoming a moderator. So they do it for the power or they do it to feel authoritative over others. And usually these people, if they do become moderator, abuse their power and unleash it onto other members. Uh, arguing in bad faith, uh, trying to agitate or flame bait other users is uh, a very big deal as well. Obviously, it's good to have discussions. It's fine to have arguments if it is done in a civil way. But uh, bad faith arguments and just trying to troll and agitate users that are try seriously trying to have a discussion feels really weird because you're trying to talk about this game and offer a cool suggestion or talk about a certain feature and they're just trolling you like you're not being taken seriously. And as moderators and as server owner, you should take your users in your community seriously. Um, <clears throat> the lack of empathy and jumping to conclusions is uh, can be sometimes hard to spot, uh, but there are uh, people that lack empathy who don't necessarily know how to judge the world other than uh, from their own point of view. Like that's the only thing they know. Uh, so, <clears throat> People that uh, uh, have some, uh, at least some form of empathy will be able to, to think about how others feel and how others, uh, how it is to be in other shoes and actually try to devise and conclude from that. So, uh, oh, maybe this user isn't, English isn't their native language. So although I understand what they're saying, it's really bad English, but I can still understand it. Uh, instead of saying, hey, look at your English, it sucks. You know, it's, it's not how you should uh, deal with your users. Uh, this is something that I see often in uh, online games. So uh, basically Discord servers of online games. There are many people who have different ideas about balance, about uh, general feedback, ideas, suggestions, just plain criticism. And I find it heartbreaking when moderators before they even had like before the developers had even a chance to answer they'll be like no it's not going to happen developers don't want this like sure they can moderators can answer questions and moderators can to some extent speak for the developers but as a moderator you should encourage uh, civil discourse and encourage people to give feedback and ideas and even though an idea might be really dumb or it might not work because you know how Unity works or you know how the framework works, uh, you don't necessarily have to tell them. Just let them leave their suggestion, thank them for their suggestion, and forward it to the developers if they haven't read it already. Now, as for promoting your Discord server, uh, this is something that can be very tricky 
because it's kind of like a timing thing as well as a, a right place, right time thing. Um, but basically what you want to focus on is what are your unique selling points? Why do people want to join your server? What do they get out of it? What is the focus of the community? Is there any focus other than the game you're developing? And uh, importantly, and a very easy one, is exclusive access to information. Uh, with Discord being very intimate as an instant chat social media platform, you can always uh, give your user base a few hours or a few days access, earlier access to uh, new information, like a new trailer or a new dev blog or pictures, GIFs, memes, whichever you want. Just so, so they have, uh, so they are part. They are part of your gang. They are part of your your community, and they get exclusive access to new information before all the people on Twitch and Facebook and YouTube get it. Um, another one is stuff for bragging rights. I mean, it's um, almost scary how easy it is, in the sense that uh, giving people a title, status, or a role allows them to feel good about themselves. And this can be a role that can be purchased in the sense of a Kickstarter backer role, uh, but it can also be a role they get because they're very active in your server and they help others. So you give them a special role, be like, hey, thank you for doing this. And now you can proudly present this badge on your profile in this server to allow people to recognize you. Yeah, another big one, of course, is to chat with developers and publishers and anyone in the involved in the process uh, to talk with. It's one of the main reasons I started to join Discord uh, of basically random game servers back when I first started using Discord. And I just wanted to talk with developers and be like, hey, why did you make this game? And uh, what do you feel about this? And how uh, how do you think, uh, where do you think it will release? Or can we, can I write a piece about your game and put it on my website? These are all things that I personally enjoy Discord or using Discord for because it is very direct and it's very uh, fast. Like you can have a chat in 10 minutes and you'll know more than you'll ever know if you uh, send a tweet out to a developer asking them something. Then uh, this is a very effective one, but also a very tough one. Playing in-server metagames that tie into the game franchise. So. Let's say you have a game that's in development, but you have nothing to show yet, and you want to give your Discord members something to do. So you can either employ or uh, program a Discord bot that will allow users to play some sort of game, like a text-based adventure or uh, a simple betting game or uh, allowing them to pledge their allegiance to one or two factions in the game, uh, allowing them to battle out uh, against each other as if they're already playing the game that's supposed to come out. And this is a great way to bridge the gap between having no content and actually releasing your game. And an optional one, again, is to uh, provide open or closed beta testing. As I said, Discord provides the infrastructure to uh, lock beta testing behind permissions and roles. So you can have an entire section on your Discord server uh, for people to come over and be like, hey, you want to play test our game early? Come to our Discord server, get yourself a role. Here's the information you need, and here's where you can leave feedback. And there are a lot of servers that uh, have used this, and their numbers will grow by the thousands because people are always interested in playing new games, in playing beta uh, or demos of games, and leaving feedback. So although not all users will be active communicators in your server, it's a great way to boost your server numbers. 
Now, where and how do you promote? Your clubhouse, your virtual clubhouse is something that you want to promote basically everywhere. Uh, of course, there's a little asterisk in that regard, which we'll come down to later. Um, but first and foremost, link it on your social media, put it on your Twitter profile, put it on your Facebook, on your Twitch as a panel, put it on your website. You can create different invite links. Uh, so you can even use those to track where your audience is coming from. So you could use a different one with Twitter and a different one from your website to see uh, which platform rakes in the most users. Of course, if you're into uh, numbers like that. Uh, you can also announce the server's existence on your social media and uh, make it a part of a competition or a giveaway. Um, a competition can be something that can be done in game or something about fan art, like, hey, send me your drawings uh, or let's uh, vote about uh, uh, other, uh, let's vote about designs that we have made up for a game. You get to decide what our final design will be. So come out and vote. Or of course, giveaways. Giveaways is a big one to get new people in as well. And it allows you to, uh, if you make Discord mandatory to join, for example, to join uh, a giveaway like through gleam.io, uh, this will get you new users as well. Celebrating milestones. Uh, this is, of course, uh, developer milestones that you've achieved, whether that is uh, from the small things like, hey, I got the system to work or I got this video that now displays my new gameplay feature. Show it to the world and let them know, hey, you want to talk about what we just made? You want to join, celebrate this milestone of us getting to version uh, 0 0.9 uh, ready for early access? Come say hello and talk about it using public server listings, and there is some risk involved. Now, I know I mentioned some risk is involved because putting your server in public on a website that you don't own yourself can attract traffic in the sense of everyone can find it and everyone can share it. And this might be that people join you for the wrong reasons. If you accidentally put a typo in your server description, and it shows, uh, and it's a keyword for uh, an entirely different subject, you might have people coming into your server thinking, hey, this is a server for X. Why do you only have Y? And then you have to explain uh, what they're there for. Uh, this I already talked about extensively, utilizing uh, Discord's infrastructure to host closed beta testing. Uh, and draw those numbers in. And of course, link it prominently in trailers to invite fans to discuss it. Uh, just put it at the end of your YouTube uh, trailer, of a trailer that you put on YouTube. Hey, we have a Discord server as well. Let us know your thoughts, uh, not just in the comments down below, but also have a discussion with us on Discord. We're active, we're online. You can go have a little to and from with the developers. And this is really attractive to users because they get to interact with developers like one-on-one, -on -one. and that's something that no other platform basically uh, provides like that. Now, some things that you don't wanna do <clears throat> when you're promoting your server is to send it to random people. I mean, this looks really obvious, but I still see it happening today. Uh, <clears throat> get a random DM uh, on Discord with an invite link, and there's no context, there's no relevance, there's no description, it's just a random invite link, and I'm like, what do you expect me to do? Of course, I understand that uh, a lot of people just do it and hopefully people click on it, but that's not how you grow your server with users that are there that want to be there. So don't 
send them to random people. Of course, you can ask somebody who seems interested in your server, like, hey, I've got a server for this game or I've got a server for whichever purpose. Would you like to join? And if they say yes, then you link your server. And this is because you don't want to give them very little context as to why they should join your server. The why is a very big thing for users to join. And uh, a kind of a no-brainer as well, send a link to another Discord server without permission. It's kind of like uh, crushing somebody else's party. Uh, if I go to one restaurant, I don't go and uh, talk to everyone and try to recruit people to come eat in my own restaurant. So, uh, you know, of course, if you have permission or if there's a specific section where people are allowed to send uh, Discord uh, server invite links, then by all means, go for it. But in this case, usually it is kind of like an unwritten rule on Discord or Discord etiquette to not do so. Then the last subject will be community engagement. So you set up your server, you decorated it, you got some moderation going, whether you do it by yourself or with the team, you promoted your server everywhere you can. And how do you engage with that audience to help grow those numbers? Um, there are various strategies while you wait for content to be pushed by developers. Um, of course, talking with your audience. And it doesn't have to be about the game. It can be about anything. You can talk about how their day is or uh, give them a new random question every day. Find shared passions and uh, make a channel out of that. If you have the majority of your server that enjoys pictures of snow or pictures of pets or pictures of cool animations, make a channel for it, host the content and allow your users to create their own content within your community, of course, within the rules, um, but give them some space and allow them to kind of make it their own. Uh, of course, you can host live streams, giveaways, and Q&A sessions. This is something that, especially when you're developing a game, can uh, do a lot. So every week, uh, I host a live stream every few hours, or every two weeks, or every month. Uh, answer questions on stream. You either show gameplay features, or you show uh, just the basic coding behind games, uh, and just you know have a like a little fireside chat with the developer about, hey, this is what I'm working on. Uh, I know you guys are still there in the server. Uh, please come around and talk to me and uh, hopefully get some results. Uh, another one I mentioned earlier to push exclusive content. Uh, if you let you, if you push exclusive content or timed exclusive content to your Discord members, uh, they will appreciate it because you are giving them something that they can't get anywhere else. Uh, and this kind of ties in with the first subject. If you find users that want to share their projects, or uh, there are, for example, a lot of narrative designers and they want to talk about uh, creative writing, then give them some space, give them a space to do so and allow them to express themselves. Because in the end, this will help you uh, nurture that community and find passion in not just the game, which is basically what binds you all on the server, but also create new bridges about new subjects that you didn't even know you had in common. And this is all for the purpose of getting to know your fans and your audience, interacting with them, engaging with them, and building trust, rewarding them for being here, and making them feel at home. Because it is your virtual clubhouse, and you get to decide what happens. But of course, if you can get as many people in there and make them feel that they're home and safe, then it will turn into a flourishing community. 
And that will be pretty much the end um, of the presentation. I have listed my uh, Indie Server Tips Twitter account and Discord invite link. Uh, join that Discord if you want to have some more information about all these subjects. I have extensive documentation about how to basically tackle all the different subjects. And although Discord recently uh, changed some things up, which I still have to update my documentation for, all the information there is very geared towards how to get the most out of it and how to invest time instead of money into growing your community. And of course, my personal uh, details of Twitter and my personal Discord account. My DMs are always open as on Twitter and Discord, whether you have a simple question about how a server permission works, whether it will be a good idea to employ some kind of feature or just like, hey, how do I create a server? Where do I start? Talk to me. I'm just here to help you find your audience and grow your audience. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.